All right, well, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Chicago Unbelievable Podcast. We got a whole gang with us here today. Yo, what's we got up? Hector. Hey. We got Hector. We got Terry, if I remember from some previous podcasts. And we got Amelia, the new guy to Chicago Hauntings. We got our friends Jeff and Deborah, my lovely wife, Ronica. And also my 11 year old stepson, Aiden. Aiden? 11 and, a, 11 and 7 twelfths. You got it, man. Uh, we are hanging out in Little Hell today to celebrate our nation's independence. Uh, little Hell is a neighborhood just a little bit above the loop. Uh, 1800s, it was a really bad Irish neighborhood, and the early 20th century became a really bad Italian neighborhood. Specifically, the area we're hanging out is the, uh, the corner of Oak and Cleveland, formerly Oak and Milton, which was known as Death Corner. For the whole of the 1910s, it averaged a matter of murder a week around here. Uh, they have really recently started tearing up one of the uh, locations over here. Uh, this location actually, sometimes this particular place in the northeast corner is pinpointed as the exact intersection where everybody got killed. I think it was really across the street over here. But they've recently started tearing this up and I did find out that in um, 1901 when there was a school on this site, the Jenner School, which is now still there but down on the other further up. School, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the old Jenner School in 1901 there was a real, uh, a real outbreak of kids getting sick because they'd all gotten hooked on a new kind of candy called gamaco gamaco it's almost exactly what it sounds like it came in a it came in an orange and purple package that said do not swallow the saliva i'm gonna go ahead and leave this podcast now that, <laughs> that was the end Gamaco, Gamaco. It's nigh ungoogleable, but a uh, number of newspaper articles about it from 1898 to 1901 about this new satanic confection that was leading your children astray. And I think they were actually right. They were, yeah. But, but this thing saying not don't swallow the saliva. That, that uh, but when you were in school, you had to, and that meant that you got hooked on the nicotine. It was a way that the cigarette people got into people. Those those gunshot sounding these you're hearing now, it's the 4th of July no, out no, here, no, folks. No, no, no. So those aren't phantom gunshots. Sooner or later, they're going to come up with a gum for weed. <laughs> and that's gonna that's probably going to be, I don't know, uh, I got nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. weed. Well, yeah, here at, here, at, here at Death Corner, they had a real infestation of gamaco. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also about a murder a week for the whole of the 1910s. It's one of those places where there aren't a whole lot of extant ghost stories. I did find a couple of them. There was one of them, there was like an inquest after a man named Tony Romano was killed. His wife was on the stand, and she said, do you know what happened to him? Who would have done this? And she started wailing and saying, he comes to my room every night. He tries to get in the bed with me. And they said, well, who, what does he look like? And she said, well, he looks just like he did when he was alive. Uh, she wasn't talking about the killer. She was talking about her husband's ghost. Um, we, there are scattered stories like that in the newspaper archives from around here. It's one of those places that seems like it sure ought to be haunted. And this place where they are digging up for townhouses now, you can see all these bricks on top of all the piles of stuff. I don't know if they're little hell bricks or from the more one of the more recent buildings that was here between uh, 1900 and now. I'm guessing one of the, like, these type buildings. Yes. this was projects as well. This was, yeah, this uh, was Cabrini Green yeah, for you, a long time, too. Yeah, it's, it's, so you got to look at it that way. You have to look at the, these buildings were built in the 1970s as part of that old, old urban redevelopment project yeah. where they were trying to put all the... all their, their thought was try to get them all together so they can actually work together to move up in society. In reality, they were trying to get... It's let's get old people as they can into the area uh -huh. so they can just, you know, just take advantage of them. And right. Just, they didn't realize it was a... Oh, yeah. High-rise public housing just didn't work out like they thought it was going to. I don't think they even thought it was going to work out. Yeah. I think they were just trying to get rid of them. Hmm. And 
and it just fell apart. Well, you know, it's a, it became, uh, Cabrini Green became like a code word for the worst of urban redevelopment for decades, and still is, really. You, you've seen Candyman, I'm sure, if you're listening to this. Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> we're not that far from the bathroom. That, uh, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> where Candyman was spelling stuff out, spelling uh-huh. out Shakespeare lines on the wall with, was it bees? Mm-hmm. Or something? Yeah, bees. Yeah. We're, yeah, and uh, Willie, one of my other drivers, you know, always sells. You know, some of the some of the ghost tour guys in this city. So no, there's it wasn't. There's not really a Candyman, but that was really a story they told Cabrini Green kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie, my drivers, and I grew up in Cabrini Green. <laughs> he never heard that story until he was going on ghost tours. Yeah, but so here we are now at Little Hell. Uh, these these townhouses look like they're going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah. Uh, it says 70% sold. They told me they were all sold. I really just hope somebody has the foresight to call their house the house at Death Corner. You know, get like an evil Winnie the Pooh vibe going. And now I've been singing the house at Pooh Corner theme song with like new lyrics. Ever since I thought I will be having fun Death again Corner. at Death Corner. The house on Death Ball Corner. Oh, bother. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. We have a fantastic skyline view from here. Oh, yeah, um, There's a target right down the road that you can see from here. That's new. Um, yeah, you can see that we got the Hancock building, the Weenus Tower, which is what we call the Trump building around here. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a band. <laughs> the Weenus Tower? <laughs> hey, what band are you in? The Weenus Tower. Oh, man, those guys are hardcore. <laughs> All right, so. All right, let's let's go walk around. Well, they they refer to this area as Death Corner. Really, those murders took place within like about a block or two radius of here. You look at maps of the area that have like a dot where all the murders had taken place. They're all over the place around here. 1910s area. It's got an interesting vibe to the neighborhood right now because I remember when I was a kid, this is the area that you didn't come to. Yeah. You were scared to come into this neighborhood. So. Mm. And it's like, I can see these buildings up ahead. I want to climb that fence. I'm not even lying to you. Yeah. I want to oh, yeah, we've got the uh, boarded up Cabrini <laughs> Row Houses right across the street from us here now. Yeah. Which they boarded completely up, except for one window up there. I found yeah. you got to wonder if there are still people in those things. No, they're no? not. They moved everybody I out. I know they moved everybody out officially, but is that, that doesn't mean there's no squatters hanging no, around. A squatter would be able to find a way to, uh, past this fence, and I can tell you right now, uh, that's a lot of climbing for a uh, crackhead. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> You could dig. You could probably claw your way under here. There's a little bit of a gap. I doubt it. Hold on. Yeah. Nope. No. Yeah. Wow, this is a trip. Yeah. This is weird. It's weird to be in this in this area. People live here. Oh, these are all boarded up. How long has this been boarded up? Uh, about four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. Towers came down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they they kind of had to. It got so bad in this area that the police refused to go on calls. So they Which is what happened in Little Hell, too. Little Hell finally got so bad, they tore it down and put up Cabrini Green mm-hmm. in the site. Yep, and now so. it got so bad. Now, now, it's a, now it's a pleasant neighborhood. Yeah, it's getting, getting neighborhood. there anyway. Well, Terry told us he's been sitting here playing fireworks or gunshots <laughs> for a while while we waited for our late bus to show up. There's one open window, though. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's gonna be that's gonna be a bitch to climb, and I'm not I'm not gonna be. That yeah, the, we got like, we got like a ten foot fence around in this oh, thing. I'll climb the fence. I'm just not gonna climb up to that window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to have painted little feet in order to fit it into the holes. No. No, you don't. Could you demonstrate? You should demonstrate. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm wondering is if they dug up anything good over there. 
I mean, um, there's bricks and stuff. Talk to anybody in the city who works in a job that involves a lot of digging. They got stories about dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Just had a guy on the tour not long ago said they'd uh, been digging up around the Maxwell Street police station. Yeah. And found dead bodies to nobody's that. surprise. I heard about that. Um, yeah. Another guy works on the railroad tracks down in the vicinity of the Holmes Murder Castle. They say they find, you know, they feel like entire houses under the ground down there. Oh, remember, they raised the city. Back yeah, they raised back. the city a couple of times. Yeah, so um, houses yeah things get buried. So. Why would there be uh, bodies around the police station? The Maxwell Street Police Station? Yeah. This, this was the police station that pioneered the use of beating people with phone books so it wouldn't leave a mark. Mm -hmm. it's, it had a reputation as being about the most brutal police station there was. So yeah, it'd be like a dumping ground for the Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, they, they didn't, they didn't uh, people usually confessed before they walked in because that's how bad of a reputation it had. Yeah. It's like, if you were, if you were innocent, <laughs> you're going to get your ass kicked. Oh, here's, a, here's, a, here's one I haven't pulled out in a long time. Uh, from my very first tours, I would occasionally throw out this line. There is a thing also down in the basement is said to be haunted at the Maxwell Street Police Station. Yes. And it's just really, the, the basements were, was where all the cells were. And they just had like this long trough running through it. That was your sink, that was your toilet, that was where you bled and where you puked. And they actually say that you can still smell the smell of those trenches down there. And we call ghosts like that the aristocrats. That was the end. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go over so well on the tours. I stopped telling that joke about 10 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we occasionally do come up with jokes that just don't really go over so well. So. Why? why? <laughs> God in heaven, why? All right, so. Well, this is comfy. Yeah. No, lay on it. It's really comfortable. Lay on it. Yeah, leaning on an unreinforced fence. Come, come. Maybe we can knock the whole thing over. We're going to bust it in. Oh, <laughs> we're going to bust it through here. Yeah, we're going to go poke it around through the Cabrini Row houses. Yeah, Super. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's gorgeous today, isn't it? It is, yeah. Perfect 4th of July weather here. Once again, if you guys think you hear phantom gunshots, they're probably just fireworks today. You hear any of us screaming. Yeah, then it's something else. <laughs> it's probably Adam's roof. That too. Should we go around and see if we can see any get, get any ghosts to show up over here at Death Corner? Sure, that's right. Let's see it. Okay, now this uh, the fenced off place over here is uh, was where the Jenner School was. That was a part of Death Corner. The the photos you usually see and the diagrams you see of the shotgun man hiding under the cellar to shoot people was actually over here in this particular vacant lot. And it's, uh, yeah, I, mean, I had to check the fire insurance maps on that one. So many places I've seen said it was the northeast corner. It was actually the northwest corner where the dry goods store were and where all the cellars were where the shotgun man would hide out. Uh, occasionally you'll see things saying that the shotgun man was, is uh, considered to have been responsible for all of the murders around here. Uh, really, it was just a couple of them. But... <laughs> yeah. Would have sounded just about like that, yeah? Yeah, that was, that was a... That was... No, that was a firework. But yeah, we're standing. If I go right over into about here, this is probably right about where Shotgun Man would have been hiding out, down under the ground here. Did we ever find out where Shotgun Man was? Um, I'm not sure they did. Still got some blacktop under the ground over here. Probably some sidewalk from the school. Yeah. Probably this was a field for the school. Yeah. 
There's been many things around here. You can you can find like uh, aerial photos back to at least the 90s or so. Fire insurance. The fire insurance map here was made in 1906. At the time, the dry goods store was here, the school over across the street. He was probably employed by the Black Hand, or he might have just been a, an independent operator. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, they were in from the old country. A lot of them had taken feuds with them. Uh, one of the stories they, uh, one of the examples they gave in one of the Tribune papers is guy kills a man who leaves a wife and baby behind, goes to jail for a number of years, then finally drifts to Chicago, gets a job as a street sweeper for the city, then one day, bam, the baby's all grown up and came to Chicago to get revenge. And, you know, it was, it was a thing. Italy and Sicily had been, you know, run by weak governments and horribly corrupt governments and conquered and reconquered over and over. So it was kind of like... Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it was like, like kind of their political DNA that going to the cops for help was considered a horrible disgrace, you know. Um, and, you know, gradually things change. But this was, you know, how, how they had been raised. So getting revenge by yourself was, you know, kind of like the code of the road. And, yeah, the Black Hand was really uh, was considered responsible for most of the stuff here. It wasn't really a one big organized gang, the Black Hand. It was more of an extortion technique. But if you bought yourself a building here, you could count on getting a letter saying, congratulations on the purchase of your building. Give us 250 bucks, or we're going to blow it up. And I, I'm going to make sure to put this on the webpage. There's a fantastic photograph. I think it was in the Times Herald of like five-year-old children happily playing in one of the bombed-out buildings. <laughs> No, this is the kind of thing you would see, you know. I mean, there were murders here all the time. Guys would walk up. They was like a, the signal was they would put their thumbs on their forehead and drag their throat, their finger across the throat. And that was the sign we're about to kill you. But if you couldn't get the message somehow, I'm, I'm happy that that didn't carry over culturally to different cultures. Like you know, it's like you know what? I really do like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen The Simpsons where Apu's walking up about to, like, looking like he's about to choke over. So. Speaking of The Simpsons, Gamaco kind of reminds me of Yeah, like, yeah, that's the first thing I thought was Tamaco. Yeah, Tamaco juice. Yeah. Gamaco, Tamaco. Yeah. I put it on my Facebook because, like, Gamaco. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. With the rapper that said, do not swallow saliva. But... Knew that it was a oh, oh, yeah, yeah. they, they right, right as of 1901, they already knew and they were already trying to go for the kids. The yeah, right, exactly. yeah, yeah. No, it's what's funny is that uh, like, like even uh, even in the 70s, the tobacco company had come up with those little cigarettes, uh, no, right. those gum yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, and they weren't tobacco. They weren't. Uh, they didn't have the nicotine, but they wanted to make kids feel like right. They were like smoking, smoking was cool. Yeah, and and so it's like it was okay. It's like it, I, I remember being in the 70s with a with a gum cigarette in my mouth or a candy cigarette in my mouth, not realizing that Philip Morris had actually made it. Yeah, yeah. and then like just finding out years later, dear God, really. <laughs> It's like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's something wrong with this world. Well, you know, the, the cigarette companies aren't stupid. They know that nobody starts smo almost nobody starts smoking after they're an adult. Right. Um, almost nobody. Yeah, almost nobody. Hipsters. Yeah. And and Deborah, who's raising her hand over here. And Terry's <laughs> wife. But she quit. So, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, they well, know they, they got to get it. You smoke? Are you but, sure they don't know that you smoke? That Deborah smokes cigarettes? <laughs> that she has a lighter and, and camel cigarettes in her purse right now? Thank you for that. It's it's appreciated. It's a yes. purple glider, by the way. <laughs> of course. Because purple is the baddest color in the world. Yep. 
All right, well, I can always play with the Ghost Radar app. <laughs> uh, no, of course it does not actually work. Um, well, I just taught, brought up the name Bill. Anybody named Bill get killed around? I bet there was somebody named Bill probably got killed around hey, here. Let's see if anybody named yeah. Bill got killed here. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, we would be like Guillermo. Yeah, disco stool. Disco yeah. Bill. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about that was according to family legend. I don't remember the guy, but my next door neighbor when I was a toddler was named Disco Bill. Missing on the radar. He was like the Des Moines disco scene all by himself. <laughs> Okay, we got the word below coming up on the fake ghost radar. Below is right about where the shotgun men would have stood, and all over around here, all these buildings were connected by, like, tunnels and entryways and things like that. Oh, it's got things programmed, or it says it measures the quantum flux. And that that is a real thing, but it's not something you can really measure accurately with a phone. It says it right here. Yeah. I saw on a TV show a couple months ago. Express. was trying to find a nuclear bomb. So we downloaded a Geiger counter app Worm on my toe. from the cloud. Oh, wow. That felt yeah. paranormal. Where the fuck did that come from? Oh, okay, yeah, we'll have to edit that a little. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a massive worm floating around yeah, through here. Yeah, it's crawled right yeah, over my foot. Oh, there it is. Right there. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, well, you know, we're on we're on a whole field full of grass and clover here. I imagine there would be worms. You don't usually see worms above the ground just crawling on your foot like that, though. Did you, did you want me to pick it up for you and, and show it I was going to gonna take it home and name it. And what were you, you going to name it? Bill? Bill. Bill. Yeah. Bill from below. Oh! The app works. Expressing himself. Expressing his feelings. Yep. Expressing his feelings in more ways than one. Paranormal activity, folks, right here. Right, right, now, right yep. Yeah, uh, Definitely. That was probably the shotgun man's name, too. Um, <laughs> he was probably Bill, Bill the, the shotgun man. <laughs> Hitman Bill. Hey, okay, guys, it's Bill. Yeah, I'm going to... Bill the shotgun, yeah, Bill the shotgun man, that just sounds like a cartoon on Saturday mornings. It's like, yeah. It's Bill, well, Bill the shotgun man. Saturday mornings before the PC revolution took over. Exactly. Right. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got a shotgun over the hill. Wait, what? Oh, boy, there's an open carry joke in there someplace. Wait, what? Did the shotgun man kill a cop? No. He killed a cop. He would kill people who was coming around the corner. Um... I can't remember. Did he kill? A, did he kill a cop? Yeah, I think I read. I, I sent you guys a lot of. Uh, yeah. I know I sent you guys quite a lot of articles about this stuff. Yeah. Well, he killed a few people, but there's just so many people who got killed around here. There's an easy cellar that people could hide in, like you know, a little stairway leading down. You shoot them with the shotgun, then run through a whole network of tunnels going through this place. And. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, you know, usually when they when they build over a place with tunnels, the tunnels remain down there. Right. You know. I know. Like, you know, yeah. the freight tunnel's 40 feet below the loop. Got my and derby in the car, but no pickaxe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is all like a, a nice little field here. It's not a park. I feel like running. Yeah, feel like you, running. you feel like you're spinning and singing, you know. Yes. The hills are alive with the sun. No, of fireworks. <laughs> I think it's been vacant. Long. It hasn't been vacant that terribly long based on aerial photography. Okay. And there were buildings here all like through the Cabrini era and right. stuff. I got a friend of mine who lives in that building, by the way. Fred here lives over there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's right in old Little Hell, too. Yeah. But they didn't tell him it was called Little Hell when they was looking up the place. No, he probably, he's probably looking at it like, um, yeah, this is a great neighborhood. I yeah. can't wait for all the... 
other people to move out. So I can okay, well. See, there are a lot of people for whom moving to a place called Little Hell would be a plus. Yeah. Yes. Mostly yeah. people who learn how to smoke cigarettes when they were adults. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm down here. <laughs> Tell us a story, Daddy. It is a strange sort of depraved and fiendish rapacity that would tempt pennies from the school children in exchange for that which will sow the seeds of mental debauchery and physical deterioration. That is what hundreds of the little stores clustered around the public school buildings are doing in Chicago today. The latest diabolical compound with which the storekeepers lure the pennies from schoolboys is named Gamaco. The miscreant who produced this mixture desired to prey upon the well-known weakness of the small boy for a chaw of turbacker. The small boy delights in an accompaniment that makes him feel like a man and spit like a man. Whether it injures him physically or not, the intestinal paroxysms and elementary upheavals he is willing to go through in order to smoke a cigar are doubtless a source of endless amazement to the beasts of the field that are often privileged to witness the contortions behind the woodshed or straw stack. Gamaco is a devilish confection that has been prepared for the boy who wants to chew tobacco and enjoy the luxury of expectorating to acquire a tobacco habit. It has just enough tobacco in it to give it pungency. The boy gets a large cut of it in his mouth before he goes to the schoolroom. He is not permitted to expectorate on the floor and hence swallows the juice, a proceeding that results in nausea and violent vomiting. It is through the strange spills vomiting among the boys that the school authorities finally located the confection or gum called gamaco. It is almost inconceivable that there could be found human curmudgeons mean enough to prey upon the juvenile weakness and ignorance to such an extent. But investigation by the superintendent Bodine of the compulsory education department has disclosed that the fact that a large number of stores have done, have been doing a nourishing business in the sale of gamaco, if such vampires are willing to prey upon school children through the medium of candy and notion stores in the city, the city is justified in taking vigorous measures to drive these stores away from the vicinity of school buildings and prohibit stores from opening up within 400 feet of any school. Lots of big words. What? Right, yeah. Right, I'll, I'll need to point out that newspapers have always been at an 8th grade level, reading level, always. That's how 8th graders read in 1901. There was, there was another good article that I found that is worth putting here. Okay. Mrs. Carey in The Phalanx has this to say of the new satanic device to attempt the, and ruin the youth of the country. From a recent Chicago Daily, I clipped this item. Gamaco, advertised as a combination of finest chewing tobacco and gum, is on sale in all the small candy and tobacco stores in the Northwest District, especially in the vicinity of school buildings. At one of the schools, the Prescott at Wrightwood and Ashland, squads of boys were observed one day last week to make descents on the corner stores, and when they were returned, they were chewing something and strutting about like young turkeys. Mrs. Margaret T. Finch, the principal of the school, made an inquiry into the cause of their behavior and discovered in one room seven of the pupils who had packed Packages of gamaco. She confiscated all of the stuff that was left, hastened to the nearby stores, bought the stock on hand, and warned the proprietors that if they sold it again, she would have them prosecuted under the cigarette law. Gamaco is put, on a, put up in attractive-looking packages, the outer cover being in purple and with white and orange lettering, and bears the warning, do not swallow the saliva. The cakes are three inches long and one and a half inches wide. Each is divided into five portions and it is, uh, and is of dark brown color, the sides being covered with powdered sugar. The taste is sweet and aromatic, and there is a pungent biting effect on the tongue and lips after chewing for a few moments. The Tilden School at Lake Elizabeth reports that in its vicinity, a man has been making gratuitous distribution of the substitute for tobacco. One <laughs> That's what it says. Well, get this, the, the next guy they talked to, one dealer at Fullerton and Ashland, right near the Liars Club. Dun-dun-dun. And Avenue said, <coughs> oh God, they wrote him in dialect. 
There was such a call for it, I just had to order it. The Board of Health has taken up the matter, and the chemists are making an analysis of the gum. They 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 did it phonetically. They yeah. Really? Oh, they they always wrote accents phonetically in those days. Irish accents, German accents. The Johann Hawk stories are insane, man. All their women for Johann go crazy, yeah. They would write that. He talked like a German character from The Simpsons, <laughs> and they would write it as such. We should do a one oh podcast about him. About Johann Hawk? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Aiden. agreement that we should yeah. do one about him and that we all should be involved in it. Of course. we got to figure out. What, one thing I always have trouble with on Johan Hawk is finding a good lo- is um, finding a good location for a Johan Hawk podcast. He's buried at Dunning, so there's that. He was hanged over at the, uh, the criminal court building, which is where the fire station is now. Uh, businesses and buildings. I know on Willow Street he, bought, he had his, last ca- his uh, next-to-last wife's candy store, the last one he killed. Um, and finding an exact location for a building with Johan Hawk is tricky. Even trickier than H.H. H. Holmes. Ah, I got I got the perfect location for it. Podcast. What? A German a German restaurant. There you go. We can yeah. do it from inside a German restaurant. Okay. Like that way we can drink. <laughs> that too. And we'll just talk about Johan Hawk. And then yeah. you could you could read the Gomako uh, articles again and we can play the Gomako game. How do you play the Gomako game? Every time you say Gomako. Drink. Take a drink. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess that'll that'll wrap us up for this time here on Chicago Unbelievable, here at Little Hell, home of the Gamaco infestation of 1901, not to mention Death Corner. Um, so we will see you guys next time. Well, I'm going to be recording another podcast tomorrow. I'm giving a presentation about Lillian Collie, the disappearing flapper, who is Mr. We finally solved a few months ago over at Chicago Unbelievable. So I'll be giving a presentation on her tomorrow at Centuries and Sleuths. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be in the past. But I'll record it for a future podcast. So we will be talking to you guys real soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.